Men Without Hats. Oh. I don't think I've ever heard that. Really? Song. Yeah. The 80s were a wild time, man. That is true. <laughs> the wild decade. How about this? What if I could send you back two scenarios? Well, I don't want to do scenarios. Fuck that. How amazing would it have been to be on the 86 Mets roster? Oh, it been great. I mean, as a fan, it was awesome, too. Like, for that to be How one of my... You? I was 13. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, for that to be one of my, like, cornerstone sports memories as a child, yeah. it's... it's Sure. It's fucking unreal. Yeah. Yeah. The whole year was dope. Like, the team was fucking awesome and super entertaining and, you know, the way they won. The, even the Astros series before was super dramatic. Six games. Lenny Dykstra hit a fucking big three-run bomb to win the series. Wow. In a game six. And they won, like, a 17-inning game in that series. Mm. So, it was... Um, it was just one of those years where they, I think they won 106 games or something. So they were a juggernaut going and fucking beat the Astros in a pretty epic series. And then we all know what happened. Right. So, and then the whole team did cocaine for like the next six years and yeah, got like, back to the playoffs in 88. Kirk Gibson beat us and then he beat the, uh, Oh, right. Yeah. The A's. What happened in 87? Just way too much of a party. Just didn't, yeah. 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 And, and don't forget back then only first place team made the playoffs. So, Oh, that's true. You know, yeah. You, good point. And there's only two, yeah, yeah two yeah. divisions, one, one playoff. Yeah, that's and true. That was it was good, hard to go back yeah. to back. And we had the Cardinals and the Cubs, yeah. and the, you know, yeah, Pitts, oh, that's right. Pittsburgh the were starting were to come on, yeah. and you know, so there was a lot of good teams. True, was, that's true. You, know, you weren't yeah. going back to back very often. That was hard. I yeah. mean, it was hard to make the playoffs. That's why World Series used to be incredible. I, mean, I guess it's still an achievement. But I think so there's still many special teams, as so many teams get in now. When they we do. were when we were yeah. kids, like you had to fucking win like. Played 162 games. Yeah. You could win 92 games and fuck you, go home. You know? They do, but even like, and I know the Do- and Dodgers have been there so often, but it's like, gosh, it just felt crazy when it, they finally got it this year. It was like, finally it was lifted, right? Yeah, and they weren't like wild carding their way in or anything. That's true. They, they were, were, they were they winning were their winning. fucking division. They were so. winning a lot. Yeah, they were the number one seed mm-hmm. most years, right? Or close sure. to it. So, But it isn't the same. You're, you're right about that, even with the wild card. I mean, Tampa getting into the World Series. I know they had a fine team, and I'm not trying to disparage them, but it's just – so you don't think about those teams really until maybe the playoffs because they're the wild card teams, opposed to the teams that just absolutely kicked ass, like Seattle that one year, the Yankees, like right. 98 Yankees or something like that, the yeah. Red Sox a few years back. Those are the teams you're paying attention to. It's like, oh, yeah, who was the wild card team again? And they – it's different. The NFL, we've always had the wild card, so we were right. always looking at those teams. And it's only a one-game series, whatever, the, whatever it might be, but – yeah, and I have nothing against the wild card in Major League Baseball, but baseball in the '80s and base, and I'm sure even before that, ruled. It just ruled. It was a better sport. It was better rules. It was more fun. It was it was mysterious because you had the national. I didn't know anything about the National League. Nothing, not a goddamn thing. There were never games on. You're right. It was more mysterious. Right. There weren't. There weren't. There wasn't ESPN on every night. Right. Or if there was, they didn't have baseball yet. You know, right. Yeah. Different. I mean, my first. Exposure when I was a kid. My first exposure to National League Baseball, more than like a game a week or something like that, was when the Brave, when TBS just started showing every Braves game. See, I was lucky growing up in New York. I got Yankees and Mets games. That's cool. So I had, you know, Mm -hmm. I got to, and I watched both all the time. Yeah, it's like we we say it all the time. It's it's like when you watch the World, the All Star Game, and it was the first time you saw those guys all year long, or whatever the case might be. So. 
And it can never be that. I understand. I'm not saying it should be that. I'm just I'm simply saying no, it's just that different. it's just different. Yeah, it's just, it's just different. different now. It's like those things that you'll you'll never have again in that certain sport. <clears throat> no, it was harder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People don't like hard anymore. That's true. Hard's out. Hard used to be the thing, right? Like hard work. Like if it ain't hard, it's not worth doing. Now it's like, <laughs> hey, if it's fucking hard, it's not worth doing it. <laughs> if you ain't tough. <laughs> you know? You're not coaching. We know there was like that mentality, like life was hard and mm-hmm. You worked hard. You didn't get dick, and that yep. was all right because you're working hard. And Everywhere you're walking, you're going uphill. That's right. You know, yep. fucking driving lighted gas cars around and shit. It's fucking snowing in July. <laughs> and so, you know, it was all right because it was hard. You yeah. Know? You rewarded the fucking. Sure. And now no one wants hard. Fuck that. It's like when I, you know, like going going a hike every once in a while, and you see these, these fucking rock walls in the middle of the woods that were built hundreds of years oh, ago, yeah. and you're like. Whole, like, these people worked on this their entire life. <laughs> well, not even starting to get into like the fucking like ancient cities. Oh sure, shit. I mean, oh sure, fucking those fucking people worked their whole lives to build like a fucking sure piece of a tower, right? For aliens. So, yeah, I mean, hard work. So yeah, it's not as special anymore. Yeah, it's just you know, you made the playoffs when I was a kid in baseball. Like, fuck yeah, like <laughs> what the fucking playoffs? The fuck, this it's is true. awesome. And I so think that's true. where the champagne bullshit comes from. Like, mm-hmm. that's why it annoys me so much now. Because, like, I could deal with it back in the day. Like, you play 162 games. You you clinch the fucking division. Yeah. You want to throw some champagne around because one fucking team makes the playoffs. Go for it, right? Like, it's an actual achievement. But these dickhead teams, like, they make the fucking wild card and spraying champagne. It's like, really? You win a one fucking one-game wild card round and you're fucking spraying champagne? <laughs> like, the fuck is that? I know. You know? I hear you. It's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It'd be like like, like the Lakers when they're fucking first round series against fucking whoever, and they're like, "Fucking yeah!" I think. Fucking, are you kidding me? Like, I, I agree and disagree. I have no problem for teams that still win the division at the end of the year. If you you win, win the division, that's fine. One hundred sixty-two game season, but not you every it. time you win a playoff series. No, I'm, I'm I mean, not saying that. No, I just I'm just saying the ones that I'm okay with. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like, going to the World Series. I'm, going, uh, I'm okay with going to the World Series, and yeah. I'm okay with winning. Winning the World Series. Yeah. Those three scenarios totally chill. Yeah. Yeah. Although, could you imagine, like, like divisional it, series, yeah. you should just get on the bus, but man. Could you ready. imagine if, like, let's say the fucking Steelers won the AFC Championship <laughs> game and they're spraying champagne around and shit? People are like, see, that's why they'll never win. That's true. Those fucking pussies will never win because they're always fucking satisfied. Right? That's true. In baseball, it's like, woo. <laughs> it's like, a yeah. different sport. I know, it's just it's just weird that. I know, I know, but everything. The mentality is so fucking different. Like, and the same fan will look at will look at the two things totally differently, sure. right? Yeah, I mean, you can fucking go- idiots are spraying champagne after winning a playoff series. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, his name is escaping me. I don't, I don't know why. Oh, George Carlin. Sorry. Like you can go back and listen to the football, baseball George Carlin bit, and sure. you can see how genius he is because everything he says is still completely relevant. <laughs> yeah. And you can add in things where it just it connects to that, and and it's exactly what you're talking about right now. It's just a completely different mentality. Maybe. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh. Night and day. Fucking amazing that football's still with us. <laughs> yeah, well, again, I think, you know, like, there's a manliness about football, right? Yeah, there is. You only, you only really celebrate when you win it all. That's right. That's right. You are you are Otherwise, knocked down, dragged out, d- dead beat, and, and ruined until you potentially win it all. Otherwise, you're not focused enough. That's right. Dan Campbell taught us that yesterday, too, with how tough he's going to be in Detroit. Holy Fucking fuck. lunatic. That's going to be ridiculous, too. <laughs> you know there's already guys being like, fuck that. I am not doing this. Fuck this guy. 
Adrian Peterson's probably like, what? <laughs> it's like, dude, I've worked my ass off my entire career. I don't need this at the end. Yeah, right. Like, he's the toughest <laughs> motherfucker in the world, <laughs> right? Like, like, <laughs> if you come in here and try to tell me I need to bite some kneecaps off, I will absolutely crush you. Yeah, I've already done it. Right. Total. total yeah, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I wonder who's, do we know whose coordinators are going to be yet? Have we heard? I've not heard. Yeah, I've not heard either. Not heard. All right. It better be good. Mm-hmm. Better be good. I can't believe a guy like that, like the, like the, the, that's the main selling point. Still get the job. Tough, like tough. Just like motivator. raw, raw, tough guy. PC principal. Yeah, like mm-hmm. really? Does that? What does that? Am I, I think it works in high school, kind of. Probably. Yeah, yeah, it probably does. Yeah. Like, Maybe. Does it, it work in college? Like I don't know. I mean, you said like JUCO. Our high school coach friend kind of laughed it off. Like basically, no one does that stuff anymore. It sounded like really. He at least said he doesn't. So. Yeah, even in the high school they probably don't. right. It sounds like I mean, maybe probably... they do like down south and shit. But... Yeah, maybe some of the older guys definitely. Yeah. but that's but Dan Campbell's not an old guy. You gotta fucking eat nails and spit with fucking <laughs> shit fire. <laughs> Take the water away again. <laughs> Gonna eat fucking broken glass for breakfast, nails for lunch, and your shit fire. <laughs> All right, man. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're playing baseball for some guys just drinking in the corner, like, all right, good swing, boys. Fucking whole team's out first game and fucking targeting calls and shit. <laughs> 400 yards. Okay, so if he brings in Greg. 400 yards and penalties. If fucking, he brings in Greg Williams, how much would that be just the most incredible great. thing ever? It'd be the dirtiest fucking team in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, they try and kill people. <laughs> you hire Greg Williams, everyone's like, Oh shit! He was he was actually telling the truth in that press conference. He yeah. actually wants to kill them. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh god. All right, here we go. So yeah, that's not gonna. I there's no way that works out. No, no, there isn't. <laughs> it's too bad though. I think it really would have been something to watch. Anyways, well we're gonna get to see it. I mean, oh that's true. I don't know why I just said that. Yeah, I'm fucking lost. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna get to see it in its full glory. I hope I like that more, or the fucking Nets thing more. Like the two opposite ends of the spectrum. Do I like like the Uber fucking caveman thing more, or do I like the ultimate manifestation of modern sport more? Oh yeah, from like a entertainment yep. value. The thing with the ultimate manifestation of modern sport is it could actually work. Sure, I don't think the Uber caveman thing could work. Like, no, I, I, don't I don't think, think you're so gonna either. toughness your way to like the Pats are as tough as it gets. They don't have players, they don't win, and Dan Campbell's not Bill <laughs> Belichick, so put them together. You know, put them together. No, well, I think Belichick. Dan Campbell. No, 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 no. Dan Campbell walks in as the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> All right, boys. Holy fuck! <laughs> like, nope. Yeah, they can't take Steve. Fucking. They can't take fucking. What's his name? They can't take. <laughs> Steve Nash. Yeah. Steve Kerr. They can't take Steve Nash being like, hey, guys, I love you all so much. The Canadian (laughs) fucking Nash. I heard it. Actually, I heard an interview with him last night on NBA radio. Mm -hmm. Um, I am fascinated by the NBA. Like, I I, I drive around. I drive around and listen to NBA radio because the fucking soap (laughs) opera is so good. fucking turned into a completely different person. I Uh, love it. The soap opera is so good. So they had Nash on, and he's talking about, like, and they actually asked him a question, like, well, you know, what happens just happens again with Kyrie, right? And, like, mm. they're talking about, like, all the things they've gone through and getting yep. hard and then, you know, and what what Kyrie went through and then what happens. And then, you know, Nash is like, well, you know, first thing, first thing, you know, first and foremost is, you know, we just want to make sure Kyrie's okay. 
I'm like, holy fuck. Like, this is glorious. Like, <laughs> this is fucking amazing. Like, all right. All right, so that your first thing is make sure the player that's playing for you for, like, $40 million a year that doesn't feel like playing for you anymore is, like, feeling okay. Mm -hmm. And then what after that, right? They didn't really even answer the question. I was like, we well, you know, just hope Kyrie would get back and, you know, just make sure he's okay. And Sure. Holy fuck. Like, no. No, like, there's a responsibility for yep. making that kind of money or responsibility of fans or the organization or ownership or anything. There's no responsibility attached to the salary of any kind. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, you're just owed the $35 million or whatever yep. it is because you're you. Right. And then there's no – there's nothing on your end to, like – you know, honor that. Sure. Right? There's no expectation of that. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> it is it is quite it's something. Incredible. Yeah, it is quite something. And they could absolutely win. So Kyrie, do you think the janitor that's not making thirty five million bucks a year, like, doesn't have to up a up and uphold his end of the bargain for like the forty grand a year he's getting? Like he has to show up for well, work. And by the and way, you know what's amazing, really, is how protected Kyrie is here, not just from the team, but from the media. Oh, I know. No one's killing him. No one's even... Is anyone going after this story? Not really. We've not heard the truth. We don't know if we've heard the truth. We have no idea why this happened. No one knows why this happened. There's a couple... You know, there's a couple things that are out there that haven't been really confirmed or denied, but no one's on this story. Did they even ask him when he had the press conference the other day? Not that I heard. I'm. They may have, or well, I mean, he said personal yeah. stuff, family matters, but no, yeah. no one's pressing him. No on one's going to press him. Not no way. No yeah. one will, or the team. Like right. no one's like, how can you allow this to be the way you operate? Well, and one of them is. I mean, one of them is that he doesn't want a white coach. I mean, that's a pretty fucking serious charge. Yeah, if that's true. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're a league that supposedly doesn't tolerate right. races. You made a guy sell his team because he's racist. Right. What no about, one wants to touch it. What about that? I yeah. Mean, pretty crazy seems pretty racist yeah so <laughs> but like you said Hob, they could win they could absolutely win they could i mean it's, it's a lot more success than fucking let's run some gassers boys we gotta get tougher do you think dan campbell have a winning season as a head coach no i don't either i really don't like no i don't think so I mean, maybe they hit out of the park with coordinators and like you know but mm -hmm. i don't know if you're a free agent, you got like a few teams to pick from. You going there? No. And first of all, it's Detroit. Second, right. like Dan Campbell's the coach. Like, you're like <laughs> it's, it's not Detroit. Like, I don't know. I don't think that works anymore, ever, anywhere. Like my junior coach was like that. He's a fucking asshole, and <laughs> it didn't work then. We won because we were super talented. Oh, dude, I think I think Huggins style, but you know creates dissension with some kids well we've we've lost kids before and we haven't gotten the recruits that possibly we possibly could have and you know he's an old school guy i don't think those guys are going to have much of a voice in the near future but it's okay to be old school if you have like you know something behind that right i mean campbell just sounds like that's all it is oh that's true good point yeah and, and yeah, I, mean, I mean hugs loves his guys and late, most guys do love playing for him yeah. i'm just simply saying i just don't know if that's i don't know if that style of coaching is is really going to be, I don't know. Maybe I think it's more. harder to do yeah. it now, but I think sure. if you're good at it, you can do it. But you've got to be, I think less guys can do it that way. Pop does it like that in the NBA, right? That's true, yeah. So, But you got to have something behind it. You have street it. cred. You can't and, just be, right. like, that can't just be it. You have to be successful. Right. Yeah. you got to give you guys a reason to believe, right? So, again, I mean, who's like a young guy that really jumps out at you that's that style of, of coach? 
in anything. I mean, Stefanski maybe is like that a little bit. Seems, mm-hmm. He seems like he's not like super hard ass old school, sure. but yeah, you know, he's definitely running the show. Mm-hmm. I bet you Flores is like that. I think he's running the show down there, right? And I think yep. in the NFL, it's a different animal. There's nobody. The in, there's different. nobody in the NBA. I mean, no. I think Brad Stevens has a tiny bit of control, tiny bit, but the second Tatum's like, "Fuck you, it's over," <laughs> right? Um, and you and, and that's all it takes. So he can't really ever be too tough on Tatum. He knows that. Um, Fucking the Nash thing's a disgrace. How about okay, Pop? Yeah, we'll give him the nod. And but again, he's old, right? And he's been there forever. They right. won a million titles with Tim Duncan in the mm-hmm. fucking. They they happen to get so ass lucky get the Admiral and Tim Duncan back to back to be like their right all time franchise players. They're like the two most humble players in the NBA in the last forty years. Well, yeah, and he and so. he's won and he's but he's won and he won that way, we're, right? But we're talking about a guy like Dan Campbell who has no coaching experience other than an interim job. He has no success as a head coach at this point. Look. It's hard. I think you're right. I think it's very difficult to just walk in and basically be like start throwing a whip around and being like, hey, this is how it's going to go. NBA coaches make almost no impact. Look at Kerr, right? Yeah. Like when he has his team, they're awesome. When he doesn't, they're fucking brutal. Like <laughs> he makes yeah. no difference. <laughs> right. So there aren't a lot. I think Pop makes a little bit of a difference, right? He kind of willed that team a little bit last year that wasn't so good, right? They're not as good as they've been in the past. Mm-hmm. So he probably. He probably gets some three or four wins a year that they wouldn't have otherwise, maybe, right? But um, there are no coaches. Maybe Nurse. I know people like him a lot, right? But, there. Are, I mean, look at Toronto this year. All of a sudden, they suck, right? So, I mean, coaches just don't make much of an impact in that league at all. And some make none whatsoever. I mean, there's a lot of places where make absolutely no oh, sure. impact. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think there at are all. guys. I, I think mean, there are guys who are great game managers, and guys who are great personality managers, and I think there are guys who can write up plays when they matter. But ultimately, that is a players' league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like players. Maybe league. tactically within the game, a guy can give you an advantage or disadvantage. Yeah, well, that's why they're there. But yes. that's it. Yeah. There's no, there's no like the NFL head coach that like sets the tone and sets a culture. No, and, no, no, you no. Know, like. No, your best players. Like most coaches do yeah, in most sports. That's that's on your best players. In this in this league, it's just it's you on know, your team. It's on your players. Yeah. It really is. It's really I mean, game day performance is your only function as a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's it. pretty sweet. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> fucking brutal. Hey, it's you again. It must be brutal though. <laughs> Holy fuck. Hey, Kyrie, uh, why don't you uh, you know, why don't you take some threes now? Oh, okay. All right. I can't imagine what those practices are like. Though we've only had, I think we've still only had very few guys who have just basically said they wouldn't come out of the game. Well, I remember Carmelo refused to come out of the game one time. I think it was from George Carl. Was it in Denver? Oh, that would, yeah. That, yeah. That'd be about right. Because that was when he was, was like, pee. Yeah. But hey, no, guys do respect the subbing system, which is good. So For the most part, I think yeah. they do. I'm sure LeBron's told this coach a million times not coming out. I don't blame guys like LeBron and, and Michael that do that, yeah. though, right? Like right. you, do, you want them to say right. that, right? But when it's like, but when it's when it's Carmelo and he's just missed seven shots in a row, it's like, fucking get off the floor, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. I just love it too, Javier, because you're turning into this like weird NBA savant guy. You're fucking all about NBA two K two one. Yeah, I'm fucking getting good at that game. Well, good for within an old, reason. Good for an old fat guy that would never be able to play online or anything, but. I had my Fuck I had a that. couple thirty point games. Did you really? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Are you st- has, starting to get good with the shooting? Stuff. Has anything else happened on the Knicks? Did you guys also trade Mitchell Robinson away for no? Some he's junk? still he's still there. Fucking so lucky. 
We have uh, we lost like seven in yeah, a row. So we got Claxton. Yep. And then is R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's a Met. He's a Nick. He's a Nick. Yeah. A Nick. So he's yeah. like those are like our two best players. Probably. Oh, okay. There you well, go. Claxton doesn't do anything. R.J. Barrett's our best player outside of me. There you go. <laughs> I fucking dominate. <laughs> Point guard. Yeah, I hit six six straight threes last game. Really? Yeah. We lo- lost to New Jersey 145, oh, okay. 128, but I had like 33 and had like six or seven threes. I just got, I finally was allowed to pick sounds mm. in the stadium, in yeah. the arena. I'm looking forward to hearing some of those. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a dumb thing that I'm so excited. It's awesome. <laughs> Video games rule. I think my three sounds of cash register. <laughs> That's money, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking listen to NBA radio. What the fuck are you doing? I fucking love the I love the soap opera. It's a great soap opera. It's ridiculous. Games are tough to watch, but the fucking everything else is awesome. I watched a little bit of the Lakers like NASCAR Milwaukee game last night. It was a pretty good game. Yeah. Pretty good game. It's amazing though, not to get super boring here, but Anthony Davis is fucking ridiculously good. So I played the Lakers twice. Yeah. And um First time AD and LeBron didn't play, they still beat us by like 20. <laughs> and I was like disappointed. I was like, fuck, LeBron's not playing. <laughs> yeah, I was got, pissed. They got fucking load management in the game. I was pissed. Like, I'm like, fuck, LeBron's not playing, really? <laughs> fuck you. Uh, and then the second game, LeBron played, but AD didn't. But their fucking point guard, uh, Dennis fucking. Schroeder? Schre- yeah, Schroeder. Mm-hmm. Put like 40 on me both games. He's Ooh. Like, unreal. Like, hit every three, would blow by him. I'm like, this. Since when is this kid so good? So he's like abnormally good. I think he's like better than he is in real life in that game. Well, if he's scoring 40, he's like yeah. Kyrie good. He's just like oh, yeah, walking I, by yeah. me at will, hitting threes all over the place. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. The best guy to guard in that game is Rondo because he never shoots. Best, and uh, Ben Simmons. When I play, oh, yeah. When I play yep. the Sixers, I'm so far off Simmons. I just like, I just leave him Smart. out there and he won't shoot it. You should get it's mad like points for that. It's like in real life, he won't shoot it. So <laughs> it got down to one second on, on the 24 second. Yeah. And he had it out there and he fucking yeah. had to shoot it and he clanked it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. I just sag way off. I have great defensive games against him. Yeah. That's great. I can't wait to play them again. We haven't played, yeah, I was going to say, we haven't played the Sixers for a while. And then every other good point card just abuses me. Not great defensively. Eric Bledsoe tore me up earlier today. Yeah. Not great defensively, yeah. but I can fucking light it up. Though I did shut down Lonzo Ball pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Lonzo's Lonzo's a playmaker. Yeah. Well, they, they, I think they switched me off of Bloodsoe because I was He's getting just, torched. <laughs> Bloodsoe's 30 in the second quarter. Well, it was, it was like second quarter and he scored. I'm like, oh, man, I feel like it's been a while since he scored. And I looked down and he had 17 points. <laughs> yeah. I was like, shit, I fucking suck. Yeah, I'm not great defensively. It's hard, man. Yeah. I'm asking for a trade at the end of the season, though. You want to play someone better? Yeah, I man. We can't be trading away great centers for like has been point guards. Mm. Like fuck Rubio. Oh, you got Rubio? Yeah, that's who we got. We traded. We oh, traded really? Mitchell Robinson for Ricky Rubio, oh, and I went on the 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 phone, and everyone on Twitter was saying like it was the shittiest trade ever. That's so I'm like, oh sweet. <laughs> I got that career mode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was pretty fun. I, I got like real life Nick's career. Yeah, mode. like they're yeah. like, yeah, Nick's mixed management. Like they're gonna mismanage. It. I, like, I mean, yeah, they do trade. True. They do trade Hendricks Cobb. They're more picking the draft. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. It's way better than us. Who's like for no reason? <laughs> so, <laughs> like we want to build around you. Like why can't you build around both of us? Like what the fuck, right? Yeah, I got it. at the time they said that to me. I think I was averaging one point a game. 
Yeah, exactly. You're like you're three like, minutes okay. a game. Yeah, yeah, you like me more? Yeah. Okay. Like every time I pass it to Kyle, it's three, but whatever. Well, it's like when you're getting drafted, you go from late second round pick all of a sudden to a top five pick or whatever, yeah. like top ten pick. So it's like, eh. Yeah, like the whole story doesn't matter. Yeah. It does, I, kind I, of I a waste of time. I feel like it time. almost doesn't matter at all. Although, I did win an NCAA championship along the way. Well, and you get more points to progress to. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations. Yeah. Won it all for Michigan State. Who's the only team you lost to? West Virginia because they had Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb. <laughs> they had Ty Cobb on that team. <laughs> Alex Cobb. <laughs> Arkansas? Jimi Hendrix Cobb. Where did he go to college? Question. Oh wait, no. I was thinking of the. I was thinking of the quarterback. You're talking about the pitcher, aren't you? Yeah. Wasn't there? Wasn't there? Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb. That's like right. Utah or something. Yeah, something like that. Was it or Utah? Houston. Houston. Was it Houston? It was Houston. Yeah. yeah. There's a red team. It was Houston. So what else is going on, man? Outside of the sports world. Uh, Anything fun? How we're outside? <laughs> That's something you entertainingly want to talk about. Um. No, because all the other stuff sucks. <laughs> the standstill of life right now? Well, just the weirdness. Well, all right. I mean, the weirdness of all of it, right? So mm-hmm. they they had this, like, like super military fucking lockdown in D.C. for some imagined threat that, like, some toothless loser was going to throw a shoe at him or something. Um, and so... That's still all locked down, right? But now we're going to open everything up because COVID's not a threat anymore or now lockdowns don't work. So I kind of, I mean, I'm glad that's happening, but it's the most, it's incredible how predictable it was. (laughs) Yeah, it's very farcical. Yeah. Yeah. Like six months ago, I told you, I'm like, you watch when Biden wins the election, COVID will be over. Guaranteed. He's like, no way. Like you watch. Guess what? (laughs) COVID's over. It is in big cities. Yeah. And Newsweek, they're, they're writing stories about, hey, you know, lockdowns don't really seem to work. And, you know, got to open the schools and got to open the businesses again in Chicago, New York, where COVID runs rampant. So And Boston. Yeah, and Boston. Yep. So, you know, it's weird that, like, literally like a day in the Biden's presidency, it's fucking all good. <laughs> so, like. Yeah, I feel it. So, wasn't the, the Chicago one so, was like two so weeks ago. The, these the assholes right locked now. you down yeah. for a year for, for political gain. Like, they took your life away for a year purely for political gain. Because none of the lockdowns work. None of the measures work. Because the, the, the virus followed the seasonality exactly how it would have. You hadn't done mm-hmm. anything at all. So they locked you down for a year, theoretically, which, again, I mean, that's the most fucking farcical thing, too, right? Because of course. they just locked down poor people. Right, box stores stayed open. Rich people got to do whatever the fuck they wanted to, but the rest of you dickheads had to sit home and fucking eat it, while um, everyone else did whatever the fuck they wanted to do. And apparently, was a hundred percent for political reasons. So that's fucking amazing. Yeah, I wonder. Which again, we, you, you knew was the case as it was happening, but you know, wear your mask and don't kill grandma. But you know, peaceful protest while you're fucking burning down half of fucking Portland, Oregon. I wonder. What uh, I wonder what happens in in a lot of these uh, gubernatorial races the first time they're up after the COVID run. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't wonder think how people are going to people at, aren't analyze. that stupid. Like the non 
the mm-hmm. non-believers on either side, the yeah. believers on either side are going to believe whatever they want. Believe. Of course, yeah. But like everyone else, and yeah. I don't really care about their opinion in in this regard. Either. It's the people yeah. who, you know, how how do people feel that the leaders did? I mean that, and and how much will what happened just nationwide or in Washington affect affect kind of your vote compared to your to your governor? I'm not sure how much because again, you saw. I don't think we saw a ton of change in this last election. Uh, you know, the Republicans gained some houses, House seats, and the Democrats gained some Senate seats, so kind of a wash. But I think the gubernatorial one is going to be very interesting. Yeah. I wonder if there's governors who are just like, I'm done. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I also wonder how people, you know, how normal people will react to all of it. Like, yeah. will normal people see that all of a sudden COVID's over and, like, understand that they just got fucked for a year? Or will they? Well, small business owners will, and of course, and, and they already know because yeah. they're small business owners, right? right. Yeah. But the problem is, small business owners have never. Well, like you said, Javier, it's they, there's a reason why small business owners have a very small say, because well, right. But like you said, <laughs> through the vote, right? So would, sure, will 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 the yeah. masses, you know, see through right. what they've lived like, through for the last year or not? I what mean, will states' chamber of commerces get behind and and unions get behind? Yeah. It'd be, um, but again, you know, it's so hard with the distortion right. of the news and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. the news has been telling everybody for a year that like Cuomo in New York have done a fabulous job controlling COVID, and that DeSantis should go to you know jail for murder. And there's no difference between the two. I mean, <laughs> they both they both you know they both kind of gone uh, along similar paths. If you look at like the infection rates, right. and all this, and New York's been the fucking epicenter of COVID in America. So, you know, when you have when you have reporting that's that disingenuous and it's that intellectually dishonest, um, that does that does affect things. I really do believe that it does. I mean, you know, it's hard to get. I mean, honestly, we were talking about this yesterday. You know, the confidence in the media poll that or, or survey you were taking, like, yeah, you yeah. know, do you does anyone really believe anything they see on the news anymore? I mean, or do they? I mean, that's the and if they do, that's a problem because well, I'll say this: it's so here. distorted. I mean. If you were to tell me, if I saw a tweet like 10 years ago from CNN or Fox or MSN, any of those, I'd be like, yeah, I'd probably believe it if it said sources say. Now, if I see a tweet from Fox or CNN or MSNBC or or NBC or the majority of what you see out there and or whatever, whatever periodical, I I typically don't retweet it or I don't react to it until I see it as another or a confirmation from that it's really hard to believe most of this the source material anymore because there have been so many false stories right and and so many slanted stories i think it's perfectly fair and and this is here's an issue too that the poll you're talking about that i was taking yesterday was kind of people who work in media for it was like a confidence poll then there was another poll that was actually out on twitter i I don't. I think it was Pew Research. If it is, that's a really high reputable, you know, research firm. Um, they did a. It was a question, and it it was something along the lines of, you know, uh, do you trust the or do you believe that the media's, you know, uh, you know, bi- you know, bias is coming through and essentially messages they they're leading you into the message they is, they want you to hear. And 56 percent of that poll said yes. My guess would be I think it's closer to sixty five percent. That'd be my guess. 
because there's people who are pissed on both sides and you add up all the people in the middle who know it's bullshit. I think it's a much higher number. I think I don't who knows how that worked out, but that would just be my guess. But if, even if it is 56 percent, here's the issue. Fucking idiots in the media. And I'm I'm in the media so I can call my brethren fucking idiots and not feel bad about it. These people will look at that and say those 56 percent are assholes. Of course. Instead yeah. of saying, what are we doing wrong? Why are we doing this? Is it finally are we fi- is this finally the come up it's time to realize that the majority of people out there want the fucking news. They just want to hear the fucking truth. But it's become comic, though, right? I mean, when the sure. Hunter Biden story came out, they called it Russian disinformation. And literally in the entire like left wing news conglomerate came together to try and kill a story. Right. Because it was inconvenient to their candidate. So you mm-hmm. have this like weird, like, we're deifying politicians, we're deifying parties. That's like party before all else. That's like what they do in communist and totalitarian countries. We're like party first. Like, when the fuck did that happen? Like, we, we live in a country now where we're party first? Like, yeah. really? Like, that's what they say in Russia. And, and that's what they said during the Cold War. Like, and then just the term disinformation. Every totalitarian government in the history of the world has used the term they use in North Korea now, disinformation, when they tell you in North Korea that other people have food and electricity, they call that disinformation in North Korea, right? So it's all in the in the eye of the beholder, and we're just like, or half of us are happily walking down this path towards this insanity that we've seen play out a thousand times. It always goes the same way. So the fact that like the media, there's no accountability whatsoever, mm-hmm. it's just... You know, it's it's really damaging, but so I don't know how I don't know how the media I don't know how the public is affected because I think there's a large part of the public that doesn't pay that much attention. So like they might see the nightly news in the background and shit, but they're not really like, you know, they got other shit to worry about. Right. So they're only hearing that point of view. So you wonder, you know, how those people are reacting to things and uh, you know, everybody else that that maybe doesn't have as much access to shit, you know, that is sort of yeah, being told whatever they're being told, you just wonder, is there, you know, do those people have any chance of finding out what's really going on, right? I mean, they're basically being, felt, you're basically being fed a, uh, a political party's agenda every day, every day by the news. Mm-hmm. That's what they do in fucking totalitarian countries, so... How do you, how do you, at least we get both sides. How do you break, <laughs> depending that? on the channel? Yeah, supposedly, but how do you, how do you, how do you break that cycle? I don't know. I, I, it's a great question, Javier. I think it takes more, I, I, I guess it would take accountability, but the problem is who's going to hold them accountable. And well, they've got to hold the, they've got to hold political parties accountable, like both sides. Like you can't you know, just I let know. your party run amok and do whatever the fuck they want. And then not like if you stand for something and then, you know, the party you happen to support does it, you should fucking be down their throats more so even than if it's the other party it should offend you more. Sure. Right. Because it's something you believe in and they're kind of shitting on. Like, that's how I would think any principled person would react. But that's not there's no there, there's none of that. Like, that's completely gone from journalism. There's no there's no principles. There's no fucking there's no integrity of any kind. Like, integrity is now like laughed at in journalism like there's no there's no attempt to even have any integrity it's just totally ridiculous like grandstanding so what the fuck do you do with that it's, it's basically like, like these guys like cuomo and fucking lemon and, and fucking who's the dickhead uh, uh sean hannity they're they're actors they're not news people they're fucking actors that come on every day to enrage you on their platform on their stage yeah. but they're actors they're not giving you the news they're fucking sensationalizing every event 
Look at look at how people look at how the reaction to the Capitol riot where like some fucking toothless losers broke a couple windows. You had a fucking like armada and now they're starting a secret police to combat, quote unquote, domestic terrorism and dissidents like dissidents. What are we talking insurrection? Like that's what the fucking country's founded on. So you got Twitter shutting down Antifa sites and far right or, or you know, right wing sites all in the interest of what? Keeping the dickheads are in, in power in power. It's like that's amazing to me, right? So we're sort of like this happily, and both anyone. and both parties, by the way, want the fucking censorship. Of course it's they not do. it's not that they're arguing about whether or not there should be censorship. They're arguing about what should be censored. Right. And that's completely fucked. And so you have and, and, and you have like majority of America or I would say definitely people on both sides of this thing one hundred percent for censorship because they want to silence the other side. Of course. And that's fucking ridiculous. Like that's where we are now. So, you know, what the fuck? Where do we go from there? I mean, there's no one really fighting. There's like a, there's like six people in the world fighting for like actual freedom of speech. And like thought. there's no there's no greater there's no greater example of slippery slope than censorship. Of course, because right, it's, it's just whoever wields the power censors right. whatever the fuck they want. Like exactly. how could you be so stupid not to realize that? You know, like how could you be that dumb? Like you don't see the inherent evil right. in it. Like how easily it could be flipped on you. Like you don't see. Well, it's that? just it's just ignorance, I guess. No, Thinking, oh, well, you know, it won't happen to us. Well, yeah, it will. Because it always does. Because that's what it does. Yeah, it's like weird fundamentalism and shit right. too, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like we're, we're right. right, so yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. Well, don't, like, yeah. Like God will favor us. Like you mm-hmm. know, the fucking like medieval people thought. Like yeah, it's, but, the, the the fucking mentality is the same. Sure. Sure. You know, like it's well, not like, we're on the right side of history. Oh, you are. It's well, not like human nature is going to change. <laughs> a lot of people who thought they were on the right side of history have been demonized hundreds of years later. You know, so you might it's be true. too. Yep. It's, it's just. So when there's no effort by there's no effort by the people that provide information to provide any, yeah. e- even accurate information, I don't even you can't call it information because it's not. Then what are the people? What are the people supposed to do? Like how are they supposed to function properly? And you know, I mean, how many people are outraged? Like, and I use this example a lot because how many people are outraged on the right about like shit that will never affect them, right? Like like something like a transgendered issue, right? Mm-hmm. Like. There's a chance. There's a pretty good chance that you're gonna go your entire life, and there's no way any of that will ever affect you. It would be remarkable if it did. Yet you have super strong opinions on it. It pisses you off, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Like why? It doesn't right, affect you. Plus, it's not part your whole, of your life. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't the whole point that live your own life? Right, but yeah. it, but I'm saying keep the government out of mind. Right, yeah. and I'm just saying yeah. there's a million sure. issues like that on both sides that you can point to. That like there's plenty on the left. That's what I mean. That, <laughs> yeah. that like you know people are enraged about that. Sure. Like fundamentally, really don't have anything to do with that. It's right? just the so, fight, dude. But it's that that never ending fuel to the fire of yeah. the rage and the fucking you know the anger and stuff and. It's yeah. the ignorance of not wanting but, to open up to the other side and looking at what right. those are and, and having a, an now, actual discussion. Now you're weaponizing fear, and we're basically like yeah. starting. Like, they did the Patriot Act right after 9 11. A lot of people cheered that, even though that was fucked up, right? Well, mm-hmm. now they're starting basically secret police to fucking go after people that, that want to rail against the American government. I mean, that's what this is about. Whether it's Antifa or the fucking Proud Boys or whoever, this fucking secret police bullshit is to go snuff out any dissenting voices this is a country of dissenting voices like that's the most that is the most fucking counter to who we are thing you could do that's the thing we fought fucking wars for the last 200 years over and both sides are just gonna cheer it on dude right and everyone's for it right because well all the as all the rich assholes are for it because they want to essentially the end they want control power because this is the first time there really is like 
a, a legitimate sort of challenge to it. Now, it's, it comes in the form of lunacy on both sides, but you have people openly rioting against the U.S. government on both sides now mm-hmm. for quite a long time. All the people that think Antifa was just about Trump, you're wrong. Antifa's about America. Like, Antifa hates the country. Oh, yeah, they, they hate, hate capitalism. Yeah. They hate Biden. They hate the Democrats. They fundamentally oppose your way of life. They're not a, they're not a fucking, they're not a, like a, like they're not like they're Nancy, not they're not Nancy Pelosi's army, right? They're not sympathetic <laughs> to Democrats, and they're going to find that out. You watch de- the Democrats crush Antifa in the next four years. You watch. That's probably in their best interests. Yeah, but it's not anybody else's. Mm. <laughs> I will say this though. Um, but they rule through fear, right? Everyone's yeah. afraid of everything now. Like, sure. How many times someone say, "Stay safe" to you? Like how many times like is a is a you know like not a greeting but a you know when you're saying yeah. goodbye to someone yeah right. stay safe like or whatever, that's that's new in the last fifteen years like we never said that as kids mm-hmm. never said to anybody hey stay safe, said see you later dude like, never and said, we just and walk out the door at like pitch black by yourself when right. you're like ten on your bike that has one reflector on it <laughs> right. walking down the street or something <laughs> that's right right, so yeah you know, it's this whole like like governance through fear and through and through anger that is really effective. Mm-hmm. It's easy to it's easy to mobilize people that are scared and angry. Of course. Yeah. So I've seen it numerous times. Yeah. Again, while the rich watch and laugh. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, even this COVID thing. I mean, what what a fucking load of bullshit that was, right? I mean, the rich people, they basically cleared out the world so rich people continue to live their lives how mm-hmm. they've lived them every day, and the rest of you got told to stay home until it was safe to come out. Meanwhile, the rich people are gonna go do whatever the fuck they want. And have gotten way richer. Yeah, <laughs> way. But basically, have controlled yeah. your life for a year, and they're going to tell you when you can live your life again, when you can open your business, when you can send your kid to school, yeah. while they send theirs to school, while they go to work, while they go mm-hmm. to parties, while they travel. All right, and then magically, as soon as Biden wins the election, they're going to fucking let you send your kid to school again, and you're just and you're okay with that. This is fucking nuts. It's like watching a country get brainwashed in mass. It's amazing. Yeah, it seems like we uh, we're not in a good place. Obviously, with, with what we've seen, it'll, I think looking at how this year goes and how the rollout goes and what life after after COVID is, what that is going to look like and what normalcy will look like and everything in between that. When again, in two years, there's going to be another huge election in this country. Uh, plus. Who the hell knows when Joe Biden is going to how long he might be our president? Four years, two, one, eight. Doubtful. Obviously, he's going to be 82 at the end of his uh, run. So, you know, we'll we'll see kind of uh, there's still a lot of things that potentially are going to be going down here in the next couple of years. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's great. Absolutely crazy time right now. 17 executive orders. I know. Trump signed four and they all went fucking bananas. <laughs> Obama signed eight and people went bananas. He signed 17. He's still signing them. I know. So that's, was that unity? Is that? Unity. How many did W sign? Two. Classic conservative. Slick Willie, two. Classic politicians right there. We're like, we won. I want to go party. (laughs) The the country can wait. The left and right used to agree on a lot more than they used to. That's true. Trump really, really created a, a massive divide that wasn't there. Before, I mean, it was already contentious and stuff, mm-hmm. but if you listen to any Democrat talk about an issue like immigration before Trump ran for office, 
their their views were exactly the same as Republicans. They wanted a border. They wanted they wanted to control who came out of the country. They wanted normal normal policies when it came to immigration, right? That was their really, stand- pretty standard stuff. Hillary. Yeah. I mean, they're all they're yeah. all on tape talking about it, right? Like Hillary, all these guys. Uh, and then Trump showed up and said, you know, fuck them Mexicans. And, <laughs> and they're going to build a wall. Right. And uh, really, like, created a, a, a – it gave the the far left mm-hmm. much more of a voice and a much more influence over, you know, sort of mainstream left. And it really took over the media and shit. And, you know, that's on Trump uh, for, you know, inflaming people as much as he did. But if you go back before Trump and you go listen to Hillary talk about immigration or Biden or any of these people on the left – Go listen to Bill Clinton's speech in 1992 about immigration. It's uh, or 96 or whatever it was about immigration. It's it's you would swear it was a, like a hard right winger Republican speaking today. So, <laughs> um, you know, those things got you know they got weaponized too. I mean, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but like the caravans magically stopped when COVID started. That wasn't an issue anymore, and all of a sudden, whoever was funding the caravans from Central America, all of a sudden they were gone. Right, like. Uh, and it, it was a non-issue because it was it was not convenient. They didn't want to have that wasn't the humanitarian crisis they wanted to focus on at the time. So that issue just completely disappeared. Now I know Biden's going to naturalize a bunch of people, but that that went away. Like there's a reason why that went away, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's this isn't all like one huge coincidence that the things have unfolded the way they have, right? So they basically unleashed a plague on like on us to get rid of Trump in every form possible. And it worked. They got rid of him. But, you know, the caravan started during all of a sudden magically during Trump's uh, presidency. As soon as COVID showed up, they went away. And they weren't having the impact they thought they were going to have. Um, that was kind of a draw, I think, yeah. with the American public. I don't think really any side won that argument. No, I think a lot of – I. Th- but, again, I think a lot of those things they tried, really, that didn't have the tr- full effect that they wanted. No, ultimately, I think the cumulative effect probably was. Right, because every poll you'd see about any of those things, it was always right around 55, 45 either way. And it was just most of the time people in the middle just wanted to get through the four years and make a decision. Because most people don't, like, here's the thing for all the lunatics out there. Most people don't have to, we don't think about the president 24 hours a day. No, yeah, rarely. Right. I think about politics very little. Unless it's yeah, Unless obviously it's, it's going on, right, talk, yeah. right, yeah. And obviously, the last year has been the same. sure, sure. But you can turn it off. If you're watching a TV show, you're not thinking about like, oh my god, I should go on Twitter right now and look what see what's going on all of the time, course right? Not. Like, it, so, but I, I think those people don't understand that the majority of the country just wants stability. Yeah. So it's just you know it's crazy. So you, yeah. they've weapon. So they weaponized immigration. They weaponized COVID. They weaponized all these things to essentially enrage people, inflame people to the point where, you know, we are today. So I guess congratulations to CNN and Fox and, you know, all you fucking assholes out there that that fuel the fire every day. Yeah. And then the indignation from both sides of, like, you know, when, when like, one of these assholes on CNN's like, you know, uh, it's just unbelievable what what Trump did to, like, the people's confidence in the media. Like, No, it's what you guys did. Trump didn't do that. You fucking did that. You fucking asshole. Like, does it escape you that you haven't like said one critical thing about the left in like eight well, years? Does the, that does that not register? Do you not understand that people would see that as biased? Again, that's like, that's my problem. I mean, listen, you can't start this conversation seriously if you're the media until you look in the mirror. You can't. If you can't look and see what you're doing is unethical as fuck, then just walk away. 
Yeah, but they're not going to. They're not going to. And that's the problem, Javier. It's never going to be fixed. And, yeah, I can sit here and say that I wish Trump didn't act the way he did. I wish he didn't. I think he stirred up, obviously, a ton. But you know what? What the fuck is the left doing? The same goddamn thing. Oh, no question. Right. There's assholes on both sides. There's always going to be assholes on both sides. And it's the media's job to call them all out. Yeah, and, and sort of all together have created an atmosphere now where it's going to be impossible yeah. to really govern. It I is. Mean, it is. They're going to try and impeach Biden at some point for some stupid right. thing. And they're going to go through that. It's just, you know. It's going to be brutal. It's So it's become sort of a fucking clown show. That's why, again, you kind of wonder. The American public does tend to. And that's I think this is our greatest challenge. So the American public has always been able to right the ship. Yeah. Like, they've always been able to do that, right? So will we be able to, again, like, will in four years or in two years or whatever, are you going to see uh, like a different breed of politician be successful? You know, like the non, the non fucking fundamentalist asshole lunatic, you know, politician sort of become in vogue. Now, I always talk about Tulsi because I like her, but there are some that are like that, that are pretty middle of the road that basically are common sense type people, people like most of us, I would think, you know, like, most of us, I think, are pretty fucking yes. socially pretty liberal. Yes. You know, but don't, you know, but, but you know, do believe in certain things that, you know, are insane, right? So <laughs> most of us are going to disagree on a lot of things. And at the end of the day, that's fine. Yeah. That's life. That's nature. Well, I don't think there's like that many people outside of like, again, like, you know, sort of a fundamentalist right winger or something mm-hmm. that I think most people in the middle, like, don't really care that much about gay marriage and don't really, you know, like those things aren't really. Oh, really? At the end of the day, people being gay isn't like a thing. Yeah. It it is what it is. Who cares? The other day, like the younger, like our (laughs) generations and the younger generations, just, it's just normal. Yeah. And like this (laughs) obsession with race in the media, like my daughter, I know she's only five, but Mm -hmm. even like a kid like Eli's age, like like that is, I feel like completely almost gone. Yeah. They look at, yeah. Unless you know it's, I mean? like, just a family-driven hate. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah something internal. And, that's, and there's always going to be that. And that's always going to yeah. be part of it. But, like, regular society has completely rejected that. That's why, again, this notion of white supremacy being, like, an issue in this country is just, again, like, total fucking nonsense that continues to enrage and inflame people, right? Like, you, you concentrate on the exception, uh, which will probably always be there rather than the rule. So it's just... You know, like those things are are the things that continue to drive conversations. Like, how many conversations get driven by things that aren't really prevalent in our society at all? Like, yeah, true. You know what I mean? That yeah. aren't really an issue. Like, yeah, there are some white supremacist, toothless assholes in the world, but they're not fucking running anything. Like, they're fucking, you know, they got like a car on blocks in their fucking driveway with their stupid Dixie flag. Like, they're not doing anything. They're a dying breed. There's this great podcast called Shit Town, and it takes. There's this town in Alabama, or town in Alabama, I think, if I remember correctly. <laughs> there's this fucking lumber yard. This lumber company. It's called. It's it's called like KKK Lumber. Really? <laughs> and they're like, Nah, man, we have no uh, no affiliation. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is so fucking shady shit. But that's what the, that's what you're talking about. They're, that's what you're talking about right there. So. Yeah, like, what the fuck are they? Like, yeah. they're not influencing anything. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, like, it's not evil or anything, but at the same no, time. Javier, it just, has a, no, Javier. It has no effect either, Like you though. said, it's the Democrats, Republicans are going to come together for 
there are different beliefs here of Antifa and white supremacy, and it's going to be fucking cameras up the ass. Because they both country. know they're both yep. the biggest threat to the right is fucking white supremacist douchebags, yep. and the biggest threat to the left is Antifa. Antifa and right. they both know it. Of course. They don't want the fucking radicals. No, radicals are bad. Right. That's yeah. why, you know, and that's why, again, a lot of Republicans hated Trump because mm-hmm. Trump mm-hmm. never, never really discouraged the fucking <laughs> white supremacists, you know, right? So never really discouraged anything. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I think like they deeply resented that because yeah. it gave the media the excuse to paint all fucking conservatives as as white supremacists or people that sympathize with white supremacists. I mean, like even at the debate, they asked Trump, "Do you denounce white supremacy?" And even though he had a thousand times, a thousand different ways, he fucking didn't do it <laughs> on the was, debate. And I was like, "How fucking stupid!" Odd. Like that's why you lost, you <laughs> dumb fuck, because you're such a child, right? You couldn't just say it one more time in front of the whole country. You had to fucking stand your ground, and be like, "No, he said it. Fuck you." Child. Like, like, dude, just you're trying to win an election, man. It's a popularity contest. Like, say it again. Well, he was never gonna play the game. Even if it's for the thousandth time, fucking say it again from everybody. Shut the fuck shut everybody up. And they knew he was stupid enough not to say right. it, right? Yeah. Like, like, dude, we got this. All you gotta do is at some point in the debate, bring up the fucking white supremacists and ask him to denounce them. Everything else is meaningless. Don't worry about anything else. Just make sure that happens. <laughs> Whoops. Like, if Biden could have been like, if Biden basically said, I'm shutting down the oil fucking companies, and everyone's like, yeah, whatever, okay, what, you know. Right, like, yeah, what's Trump's would, answer, though? That would normally kill, that would normally <laughs> kill, like, any presidential, but all they were waiting on was a white supremacy question, and Trump was like, no, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it. Like, really? You fucking moron? Are you serious right now? <laughs> all you have to do is say it, and they just, like, and they're just standing there with their dicks in their hands, but you can't fucking say it, because you're that much of a dick, and they knew you wouldn't say it. It's incredible. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was that was wild. And he has no one to blame but yeah. himself. And he left in utter disgrace. And again, has no one to blame but himself. Because again, regardless of what you think of the severity of what happened at the Capitol, I know some people think it was an assault on democracy. It and, was. And, and, and other people don't. Um, whatever you think of that, he still fucking told poor assholes that had no fucking lot in the world to go do his dirty work for him. The, like the dirtiest kind of dirty work, too. And said he'd be right behind him. And right. And go. fucking didn't go. Yeah. Like they always end up, you know, yeah. all those fucking despots. That's end up true. Doing. It's like the greatest example of that in modern, no in like modern yeah, America. Like, right. Like, the, you know, they're so clearly fucking easily obvious. So uh, he left, you know, the White House completely defeated. Yep. Like, you know, ri- like looked ridiculous. Even to. Even the people I think they might support, I mean, they, they had to have lost something for him, right? Like, he was diminished in the most sort of basic way, and he fucking deserved it for being an asshole. Do you have any any uh, lasting... It does amaze me, oh. though, that you're so offended by, like, some people breaking windows in the Capitol building. Like, that bothers you more than, like, small businesses getting burned down all summer? No, I can be bothered by both. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the other one didn't seem to bother you as much. No, it did. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Antifa over here. Yeah. That you know of. Well, yeah, who knows? I wonder about you sometimes. <laughs> Me too. Join the club. Like that guy with the fucking mask on. The fucking... Looks like dicks. The fucking... The other one the other night was hilarious. So why like, is he singing Country Roads? He's like Antifa guys all dressed up in black and they're like limp-wristed, like hitting the fucking window. <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck Come is Come on, get going? some force under that. like, holy shit. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Being terrorized by like Jim J. Bullock and fucking what was that show? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, with Ted Knight. Yeah, shit. What was it called? 
I don't remember. But like his character in that fucking show, like in Antifa. Gear, I think it was like early eighties, right? Yeah, like limp wristed, like hitting the fucking window. Like, eh. <laughs> Is it too close for comfort? Something like that. It sounds familiar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jim J. Bullock. It's like that too in an Antifa suit running around breaking windows. Jim J. Bullock must have done seventy thousand episodes of Hollywood Squares. But and again, I, I tweeted that out the other day as an example of like how the media, you know, like. So do you classify that as domestic terrorism, which the American government wants to classify it as it now? Do you classify that as a peaceful protest, which the media told you it was all summer? Do you classify that as insurrection, which is, again, they're attacking government building? Is that an assault on democracy? Or is this simply an idea, as Joe Biden said in, his, in the debate, that Antifa was simply an idea before they figured out that Antifa was going to be the end of them? Yeah, I think it's terrorism on both sides. Yeah, yeah I just want like, what does, how do, how does, you know, the, the media could frame that any of those, oh. like, four or five different ways. Well, sure right? they can, yeah. 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 At the end of the day, we should just use the word terrorism because it's terrorizing, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, like, do you feel that attacking a government building that isn't in Washington, D.C., an assault on democracy or just a government building in D.C.? It's a great question. I don't know. Okay. How do you feel about that? Probably well, it is because, you again, like, you have democracy in every state, and it, and they do, it does Well, if a government building represents that, that to yeah. you, then and it probably should be. It, it would be, probably should be. be any yeah. gov- and they've been attacking government buildings all fucking summer. They have been, yeah. Trying to burn them down and shit. <laughs> pretty bad at it, I guess. Well, they've fucked up. So, I mean, there's large parts of Portland are pretty fucked up. <laughs> I've seen some pictures. It's like They riot every fucking night. Fucking Mad Max. Yeah, they riot every night. They're trying to the government. Can you fucking- 401k with that? Who, me? No, if you're like a rider, do they have four hundred one k? Yeah, no. Well, I don't know who's paying them. Someone is, though. I mean, someone's. Yeah, someone's keeping the fire burning. Those bail funds. Yeah, but, I mean, people, you can't, you can't like endlessly riot and have no <laughs> source of income, right? It would I be mean, very difficult. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think you'd get hungry sooner or later. So clearly, someone's paying them. Someone's funding Antifa. Yeah. yeah. You know, I doubt they're having bake sales. <laughs> Support your local Antifa chapter in the bake sale. <laughs> the, 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 the Twitter handle they shut down on, on Twitter was a New York bookstore. That's a radical bookstore that uh, recruits for Antifa. So what? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. That's, that's, so that's, the, that's our secret police now, given the okay by big tech and, and by the American people, apparently, and certainly by this, See, uh, the, the Democrats. That what happened? We to- now have a secret police that's going to go after dissenting voices in America. It's fucking amazing. What happened to good old-fashioned police work? <clears throat> you know, you let the idiot say something on Twitter, and then you just follow him, you know, figure out where his IP well, plus, address is, and you go fucking talk to also, him. Also, saying shit isn't illegal. Right, but I'm just saying you if know? there's like I a mean, threat, if you're threatening something, like, or whatever the case might be, or may- maybe you say, hey, I'm going to blow up whatever. Well, you can't say that, but you can assemble in, in, in the interest of like you know, sure, like, like challenging the government. Right. I mean, they're not allowed to just take your organization apart because you disagree with the government. That's I understand that. Yeah. I'm just saying if there's some sort of violent act that has right, been like if they say right, yeah. they say they're going to blow something up. Sure. Or they do, then they can come after you. Right. That's Obviously. what I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's. There's, there's what I'm basically but now saying. They're, they're trying to exterminate is, it before it forms, which drives right. them further underground, that's, radicalizes them even more. That's the Minority Report precog move. Yeah, <laughs> never well, works. No, it's yeah, and it's the secret police move that that 
you know, fucking authoritarian governments have been using forever. Right. I mean, it's the deterrence instead of. It's a you KGB. Know, it's yeah. a fucking KGB. There's yeah. no, it's what it was. The Stasi. That's what they right. were. That's what their their main job was to to snuff out subversives. If I'm investigating I mean, someone, I would want them to have as many as many open forms as humanly possible for me to get as much information from them. It's like backwards well, thinking. Well, I mean, if you're in a sort of free society, right? But yeah, I mean, you know, That's communism. Yeah. You know, the KGB was very effective for a long time. I understand. <laughs> I'm just no. I'm talking about America now. That's what I'm talking about. Right, but America now is not the America. Like we are, it already isn't because we're forming. No, it's not what I'm talking. I'm just talking about like the situation we're in with with multimedia and yeah. the internet. I'm just saying, like from a technology standpoint. Oh, to yeah. like openly track people. Yeah. No, well, like I said, you're gonna push people further on the ground. I mean, of course. They're not going to stop dissenting. It's human nature, right? You can't stop it. So no. you push people further on the ground. But, I mean, how, There's always going to be extremes. But how draconian is this, you know, the fact that they're doing this, I mean, you know, like you said, That's all terrible. the people that wanted the right, that wanted the right censored, okay, so they used that and they, and they, and they, oh, and they played up the capital thing, mm-hmm. right, into mass hysteria yeah. in order to justify this next move. And now they're going after everybody. You think they're just going after people on the right. You're wrong. Now you've given them the license to go after everybody that, that they don't want speaking. So good luck with that. And it took one day. I mean. If you go to the dictionary, slippery slope, translation is censorship. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's even, I mean, it's it's a fun, <laughs> or just a slope. It's a, yeah, it's a fundamental like betrayal of human rights. Never mind, I it's mean. like a double diamond trail. <laughs> Just yeah. straight down. But it's like exactly the opposite of what we're supposed to be about. Of course. No, I, yeah, you know? absolutely. Like in the most fundamental yep. way, right? Yep. So the fact that like this is everyone should have the, being cheered on by everybody. Everyone like, should have the ability to sound like an asshole. Right. Whenever they yeah, want. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is important. Yeah. Right. Like, and again, like if, you, if you're using the word disinformation, you are a brainwashed idiot because oh, no. yeah. that is what every authoritarian government since 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 governments were invented what do you what do you think that that uh it was called in like the media period it was called heresy it's the same thing like any deviation from the norm any deviation from what the ruling class tells you is acceptable is demonized right so and that's been a tactic forever so you want to call it this information today communist governments have been calling it this information specifically for a hundred years and you can go back through any course of, of human history, right? Mm-hmm. Under the Roman Catholic reign, that was called heresy. If you didn't believe in the church's doctrine, word for word, you're a heretic and they killed you. So that's the path that we've always avoided in this country. We've been, we've always been unique. It, this has always been the grand experiment. This has always been the best place to live uh, because we've always resisted that, right? That was yes. never part of, that was never supposed to be part of this. And now, all of a sudden, in 2021, it is. And it's not going to go away anytime soon, so... No, again, and no one wants to look in the eye and and start holding themselves accountable and try to figure out how we can all rectify this. And there's no simple answer, and there's probably no simple solution that's ever going to happen the way we want it. No, it's always on the people. Yeah. I mean, it's always on the people. I mean, people either stand for it or they don't. Right? I mean, but as... You know, as you get richer and fatter and you have more to lose, it's easy to rally people to war or to revolution when, like, you live to be 40 and your life sucked, right? And, like, you're fucking hoeing the fucking fields every fucking spring and hoping (laughs) to God three of your children don't die, right? 
See, it's a lot easier to talk those people to fighting to the death and fighting for what's theirs. When you got three cars and you got a pool and you got your house and you, you know, and you're fat and happy, you got a lot to lose. It's a lot harder to motivate. Eh, they're taking away my, my civil liberties, but eh, fuck it. You know, I got golf and, <laughs> you know, sure. it's, it, so the population becomes complacent over time. It becomes easier and easier to control them. You scare them more and more to, you know, be more and more cocooned and, and scared of more and more things. All of a sudden you have a pretty fat, dumb and happy population that, doesn't really even want to question that much, right? It's like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like me in about 50 years. Yeah. Well, yeah, when I'm old, I mean, when you're old, <laughs> why the fuck would you care, right? But, I mean, that's like, you know, so I think that that's, it's it's a lot, of, when you have less, and that's why the radicalized people and why it's so easy to manipulate them, they don't have anything. If you're that radicalized, you don't have shit, right? If you're an Antifa person, you're either fucking crazy or you don't have dick. If you're one of these white supremacist assholes, mm-hmm. You're either fucking crazy or you just don't have anything. You're just fucking, you know, you've been so marginalized, right? Probably your own fucking fault, but you've been so marginalized that there's nothing there. So that's why, again, it's these fucking rich people controlling those people that have nothing to go fucking, you know, hey, go to jail for me. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good, man. Hey, man, you you still got that Camp Auschwitz fucking hoodie? (laughs) Yo, why don't you dust that shit off and go to the Capitol and go break some windows? That'll be cool. Don't worry about it. No one's going to blame us. Fucking guy's sweatshirt. Jesus Christ. It's unbelievable, right? It's unbelievable. Like, where do you make that? Hopefully not at like, where was Sell that, My where was that? Where was that made? I have no idea. I mean, it's a great question. Like, There's no way a printer would make that. No. It right, must have been like homemade. Yeah, right? that's got to be like a homemade special delivery so like, he's got the machine at home. Yeah, he's got a printing press. Like, dude, I got a fucking machine. Or not a printing press, eh? What, is, what the, the... Like the iron-on fucking yeah. press? <laughs> That's right. That'd be awesome. <laughs> P-Wave is like one of those air spray, you know, the spray. Yeah, it's all fucked up. It's like stenciled. Yeah. <laughs> stenciled, nice. <laughs> it's like all misspelled. <laughs> Tie-dyed. It's like O-S-H-W-I-T-S. Auschwitz. K M P A Campa. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's quite a world we live in. It is, but man. but it all gets presented as a norm, right? So yeah. the inauguration, you have like literally a full military lockdown of fucking DC because some toothless asshole in a Camp Auschwitz fucking sweatshirt broke a window at the Capitol building. So you justify this massive show of fucking police and military force, right? Meanwhile, the day Trump got like to burn half a fucking DC down. <laughs> There's a lot of cops, though, and there's a lot of police. And, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. especially once the riot started, yeah. right? But uh, it's just, you know, and, and so and, and so you, 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 you have that symbology out there to make people afraid, right? And sure. Holy fuck, yeah. you know. Holy shit, we need the secret police. We need to get rid of these fucking people, right? Fuck. Like, I yeah, gotta, that's. I got to go to the mall. Yeah, it's going to be basically, it's going to be like 99 to 1, the vote for that in the Senate. What the secret police? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know there are no there are no there's no party here that's. This is why again, the U.S. government sucks. Because all these people are fucking assholes. And they do a horrible job, by the way. Like they do an absolutely horrible mm-hmm. job, and you pay for it. Like in this pandemic thing is, I mean, how can people have more faith in the government now than before the pandemic? Like people are more radicalized. People more like have more belief in their fucked up parties that. 
absolutely took a gigantic shit on all of us for COVID. Like, and they believe in them more. How the fuck does that happen? I don't know. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, complete failure all around you. And you're like, these guys are fucking <laughs> awesome. It's the same people that get voted in every year. Yeah. Or even it's the new new people, it's the same fucking same people, party. right? Yeah. Like, slightly worse version of the previous person. Typically, yes. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, people are like, yeah, man, fucking my party's going to, my party did a great job. What, wh- with what, exactly? <laughs> what have you done? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Like, what? What What did they do well? Please explain it to me. <laughs> Please explain how our leadership's done well, considering that half the country's burning down. It is amazing, like... We're, just marinating in fucking COVID. Yeah. Like, maybe, please explain. Which maybe something does change here in a few years when it comes to uh, voting in Congress. Because, again, yeah, you, you see the the approval polls for Congress every year are fucking horrible. They're brutal. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, and literally did everything wrong, Dank. So they close the schools where kids are the least vulnerable and yeah. it does the most damage, mm-hmm. right? Like, how can it hurt society most? Let's close schools for two years. That will definitely kill society. Let's do that, Right. On top of which, the disease isn't really that dangerous to children, but we're going to close schools to make sure we have maximum fucked upness in society, right? So mm-hmm. incredibly horrible fucking, incredibly horrible decision right off the bat with that. You didn't close down the fucking borders because political reasons, right? Fucking xenophobic, all this shit, right? Fucking flu. Uh, so you let it in, then you let it spread wildly. Then we had a two-week lockdown to slow the fucking spread. Then George Floyd got killed, and then it was fucking over. Right, because there was fucking eight thousand fucking protests and riots all over the country. People were out in mass, and I think people would come out anyway. But that obviously like expedited the thing. And ever since then, no one's been home. The only things that have been closed again are like small businesses and what schools, and that's it. Right, restaurants and schools, restaurants and or schools. small restaurants, yeah, and, and like schools. small hardware stores, and yeah. like yeah. literally like everyday working American people's businesses mm-hmm. have been closed. Schools have been closed, and that's and you know like the movies and shit, sure. and that's it. And that's it, mm-hmm. right? So these people have co- like failed on a on an astronomically high level, and people are like, "Yeah, you know, fucking my party's awesome." <laughs> oh, all right. Yep. Super excited. Wow. About how the direction everything's going in. It's incredible. And like this new approach of we're going to just quarantine the healthy and not the sick. That's a like a new one. <laughs> like everyone act like this is the first pandemic in the history of humankind. We've had like thousands of them, right? It's mm-hmm. Humanity. Every other time we've like quarantined the sick. This time we quarantined the healthy and didn't do anything with the sick. Didn't quarantine them at all. Just let them run amok among the rest of us and everybody got COVID. Like, they were like how, how like basic of a systemic failure that is. <laughs> it's massive, dude. You know? It's absolutely massive, yeah. It is. And people still believe in these assholes. Yeah, you know, I think, I think there are a lot of people that don't, though, and... It's just amazing. Well, how do you explain the voter turnout? I don't know. I th- I, I I really don't. Do you I, well, think, I think 150 million, 200 million people voted or whatever it was? Yeah, I do. It's still really low. I mean, it was still only like 63% of the of the actual voter population. Yeah, I so. think that's pretty high, though. Well, it is. It should be way higher, though. I, I thought it was going to be way higher, especially oh, with no. how this was all going out. And it was, a, it was a vote against Trump. Well, regardless of the outcome, I'm just saying I'm surprised. There, I, I don't – I'm surprised that many people – voted that's a lot of people oh yeah i i yeah i think it was i, the I think it's voter turnout ever i think yeah, yeah. by a mile yeah. I, I think it it shows 
how into it people were this time around. But again, right. But neither. I think there's a lot of people voting that were just voting against Trump because they truly don't have a party. And they and maybe it was just 70 million people voted for Trump. So I'm just saying. Sure. I mean, there's still a lot of people that don't want to be living in a socialist society. That's that's my point is that. Regardless of who won, the the total number was huge. I mean, it Trump's was. total yeah. number was bigger than Obama's, I think. So it was, yeah. So I mean, which is incredible when you think about mm-hmm. it, right? So, and Obama destroyed fucking McCain or whoever it was the first time. So murdered him. The yeah. total vote number is astronomically higher than even for like an Obama vote, which is crazy, right? So it just, I don't know. It's it's. I guess people got so fired up they had to pick one side or the other, but. Um, like the belief that these are the people who are gonna like, like get it right is yeah, you know, it, it's just sure you know super misplaced. I think people are getting tired of, I think people are are getting tired of having to pick a side, and maybe that's maybe that's really the true right exactly. Maybe like, that's what sign? The, that's maybe that's the really true positive sign here, Javier, is that people are getting tired of picking a side. So I'm, like, t- what, I'm tired like, of picking what a side. Side would you pick? Like, there's no p- side to pick. Yeah. They're horrible. I haven't picked a side for president in a long time. That's what I mean. Just yeah. generally, they're both horrible, though, yeah. right? So, I mean, like every... So, you pick one side, and you're like, oh, but they can do this stuff, and it's fucking brutal. Well, how many people do you think go in there and just think lesser of two evils every time they pick somebody? Yeah, and I guess it's kind of arbitrary what yeah. you think those evils are, right? Right, exactly. It's sort of how you prioritize It's just shit. like a generalization of, yeah. of what you kind of have to go in. And but no, I'm surprised it, that that many people were motivated by that, right? Like, lesser yeah. two evils isn't the most inspiring thing in the world. That's true. I still vote though. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, but you vote, and you're you know you're that's an, true. You're an educated person that grew up nicely and all that. Like, you know, yep. there, there's not you know there's a lot of people out there that aren't like that. that sure. That you know may or may not have voted. Yeah. So, no, I I hear you. I hear you. And obviously, a lot of people don't usually vote voted this time because the turnout was astronomically higher. So right. A lot of people that didn't think enough to vote in the past. And this vote came out, right? So it's just, again, astonishing to me that, like, we're turning to these fucking losers. Well, maybe we won't have to in the future. We can turn to other losers and other parties. Yeah, but that'd be cool. Like, if you had four parties or something. I would be very excited about that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, right. Because they need to have some pushback. And then, like, you would think, too, the more you bust up the parties, the the less the news media can fucking just. Just suck one party's dick the whole time. That's true, and the more it would that, force them into into actually covering yeah. things as you know. More the sides would have to cut deals too. I mean, you'd have to look at. I mean, if you if you had four, if you had four different representations, let's say you had four or you had four different parties represented in like say the House or the Senate or or whatever. Yeah, you're talking about deals that have to be cut. You're going to talk about. You're going to have to. To I think you're you're gonna have a lot more checks and balances when it comes to just demand you know them, bills yeah. that are gonna be that are gonna be sent through. I mean, it's never a bad thing it to would, have to have dissenting voices. If that if that happened because there was a demand for for that right you know, for a more for more sort of moderate politics. Yeah, I mean that's my dream. That would yeah. be my dream. It's been murdered. I don't really know if I really believe it's ever gonna happen. But I mean, God, if there's any if there was ever a time. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the Obama presidency's uh, got the right going a little bit, but then Trump uh, really radicalized everything. Yep. I mean, it was like um, it's probably natural progression anyway, but he's you know it's like injecting steroids directly into it. So maybe maybe like I said, the American people usually get it right. They usually find a way to fucking fix it. So 
Maybe they do this time, too. It's just the odds are so stacked against us. Yeah. And that's why, again, it'd be the best thing for the media, too, because if you had four or five parties or, or a, a lot of different uh, representations, the media could – they would have to – in order to appeal – because if that were the norm, mm -hmm. if that was what most people wanted, then the media would have to appeal to the masses to get ratings. I mean, at the end of the day, they still have to get people to watch. Yep. So if that message that they're sending out now gets rejected, which hopefully it fucking does – from both sides, then, you know, that would that would fix a lot of this because then they'd be forced into, you know, at least pretending to fucking cover more than one point of view. Well, ratings were crazy for four years and people were triggered for four years. It will be interesting to see how the first kind of year goes under under the Biden administration and how the TV networks run this thing. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a really that's an interesting story to kind of follow too, Javier, because you're right. Will people stay as crazed as they were, or are these stations going to have to start maybe getting, and Fox is going to Fox, and MSNBC is going to MSNBC, but you know, what about just the big guys, or what about CNN? Or are they going to feel that, that maybe some of the people are stopped paying as much of attention because it's gotten too radical? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know the answer or, to that. Or yeah. people's interest dies off because they're not obsessed with Trump, Yep, and then they start inventing shit. They could do that, too. I feel like they've yeah. invented enough, but we'll see how much farther we can go. Yeah, but how much, like, do you think CNN's just going to sit there and take it if they don't have... No, they would never... If they don't have rage to pedal, you don't think they'd manufacture rage? No, they'll. I mean, they'll try, and, and it's not like... Uh, it's and they manufacture rage all the time anyway. It's so. not like they're going to get rid of Cuomo or, or what's-his-face, uh, Don Lemon. Like, those guys aren't going anywhere. I just mean the day-to-day -day kind of general reporting of how things go. I wonder if that would change tone. I don't think it has. I mean, I don't think it's going to. Like, it might I, not. I'm not saying it's going to. I'm just saying I wonder if Because, again, like, yeah. the, the sort of, like, the intellectual dishonesty, mm -hmm. we were no-armed conflicts under Trump. Biden's already setting troops to Iraq and all the people on the left that supposedly hate wars in the media are saying fucking words. Remember, remember Drew Major he wrote that article about yeah. how we're going to be in World War Three yeah. because of Trump? Yeah. Well, we didn't have any wars at all, and now Biden's escalating in Iraq on day one. Where's your article? Where's your concern? Right? It just, it's so disingenuous. Mm -hmm. That's why, you, you, for me, I don't believe anything anyone writes anymore because I know it's 100% an opinion piece, even if it's theoretically not. I mean... Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, again, Javier, I think that's and that's not a failure of anything but of the media. I mean, that's on the media. If there's a lack of if there's a lack of trust or if there's a lack of, you know, faith from people in the media, then honestly, that's on the media. They have to look in the mirror and it starts with them. And sadly, that's probably going to take a hell of a lot longer than people expect, because, again, this is not it's not what I went to school for. And this is that's not right, what buddy. I was taught. This yeah. is. And it's not – I don't think it's taught at the majority of schools. I really don't. I don't think you go to Syracuse and you get indoctrinated about how you have to lean to the left. I really don't. I think that's the kind of stuff that happens when you – and, again, I mean, small market TV is is not what we're talking about of anyways. Course, yeah. We're talking about if, if you get up to the big guys, that's that's wherever you are. That's the culture there. That's, that's where you're getting indoctrinated. That's where you're trying to figure out maybe – and, honestly, maybe you're already – and like you're not going to go to Fox if you're a super left leaning person. Right. You're just not going to do it. And so, you're, and you're probably not going to go. You know, you're probably not going to go to MSNBC if it's the other way around. But if if you go to to, to any of the big guys or, or CNN, and like you're probably going to be spinning. Oh, you got to play ball. Yeah, you're I mean, probably going to be spinning. Yeah, you got to play ball. Yeah, that's, that's obvious.
I don't think it's no. I don't think it's a college thing. I think there's a lot that's indoctrinated in college. Well, yeah, college is obviously that's a. <laughs> but big, yeah. honestly, I mean, in college you're doing stories about like local traffic ordinances and bullshit like that, right? Because right. you're just trying to get your. Degree. But there, but when you're but you're taught, but when you're discussing ethics and all those things and integrity at at, at journalism school, they're yep. they're probably absolutely they have to run it by the book because right, again, it's legal. They're teaching yeah. that you know you're supposed to sure. Present things factually. If right. You're not a, you know, if you're if you're not doing an opinion piece. Sure. I mean, it's either it's either ethics or it's a legal issue. So I mean, they they can't really. I mean, I guess I'm sure. Well, it's completely gone amok. Now, I'm sure though, there right? are. Prof- I mean, I'm sure there are professors that will will spin some ethics classes. I'm sure because that's oh yeah, that's and you, ethics, hear, you but, see it all the time on yeah. Twitter like these insane people right. at these schools that are right. like you know basically sure. teaching you know. Like, yeah, but I just. From from what I remember, at least, and I know it was a long time ago now, but it was it was during the W presidency, so it was still it was pretty hot from a political standpoint. We did no politics, and in, in I regard. bet you that's completely different. It's probably now. changed. Yeah, it's probably changed. But who knows down there? I have no idea. How political was your paper at WVU? Not very. Yeah, see, I bet you that's totally different. Yeah, or maybe not there, but I bet you like. Mm-hmm. Like it's like even at Maine, our our paper was a little political at the time, and now it's just fucking all. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's probably what it is now. <laughs> I never. I only read the sports section. Yeah, I, I didn't. Care. I mean, I like, would see it. You know, I don't yeah, remember I remember really like, reading it, but <laughs> didn't have to know how many like Coke machines were in the right. student yeah. union and that were broken or something. Yeah, but I think all that's changed. I think now much it's much more yeah. of a, like a political vehicle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, and. I kind of wish I wrote for the paper. Those guys always had dope jobs. But I just, I just, for me, like, if you want to be super left, that's cool. Like, be super yeah, no left. We need you. people to be super left. But, yeah. but hold your principles when, when, when it your side is the one doing something wrong. Like that's what, that's what makes it real, right? Like your principles don't matter if you don't hold them. In every like, if you if your principles come and go depending on the situation, then your principles don't matter, right? Like, and I understand why people don't get that. Like, you either believe in something or you don't. It shouldn't matter to you, you know, under which circumstances those things are happening. Like, that should be irrelevant. I mean, it's the most basic thing in the world, and that's <laughs> completely been lost. Yeah, it has. I mean, you're right about that. Yep. It has completely been lost. And it's the most basic thing. Like, yep. without that, you don't have journalism. You just have stories. Well, there's, there's just, story and there's, making. just I mean, there's no civil discourse, and it's just only one way. Like, right. It's just amazing. It's like how, and you're supposed to be the, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be the arm for the people to, right. You're supposed to, to check be and balance these us. people. And yeah. quite honestly, it's been an ab- absolute failure. And again, like I said, I think the biggest problem is that they would tell you 99.9999% of them would tell you that, well, that's just the assholes that don't. It's the assholes. They don't understand what we're doing for a job. No, no, you are clearly doing something wrong. Yeah, it like is that. your fault that 56-plus percent of this country do not trust the media anymore. It is your fault. Of course. It is not their fault. But it is again, your fault. How could you be so, una- like, so unaware that if, like, if you clearly mm-hmm. are only reporting on, you know, if, you, right. if you're a writer, if you work at CNN or any of these places, and you've written 30 stories, and they've all been critical of the right, and, all been, and they've all been, uh, you know, complimentary to the left, wouldn't you at least, like, when you're self-scouting, be like, hey, maybe I'm a little biased? <laughs> Like that doesn't dawn on you. Like I think it does dawn on them. So li- no, I think so it dawns. I think it so dawns on them. Integrity that you don't. I don't. I, again, know? I think it is this idea that you are trying to save people. 
Like you need the, I think you're so far gone in your ideals that everyone needs to have the same ideals as you. Cause that's the only way that we can all live in harmony. So you're actually doing something for the greater good Javier by reporting the by abandoning by abandoning everything you supposedly stand for. Correct. Yeah. And cheapening yep. it. Yep. So yeah, I just, it's like you're sacri- I'll never understand but it. It's though. a sacrifice. I never will. It's a sacrifice really. Hard, you know, if you think about it, they're sacrificing their credibility for you. Yeah, no, they don't think they're doing that. <laughs> I wouldn't give them that much credit, thanks. That's not no. I honestly think they're fucking honestly, I don't know if they I don't know if it does register. Honestly. I don't know how you could I don't know how you could do it every single day like that blatantly and give a shit. No, I know? don't think no, I don't like, think it registers. You I must not give yeah. a shit. Well, I just don't think it registers to them. I think they believe they're doing something for the greater good. Like everyone needs to believe what they believe. Like that is the only way we can right, survive. Right, but if you believe women shouldn't be raped and someone on the left rapes a woman, why wouldn't you go after that person? Because ultimately they are, uh, I don't know, I don't feel like that. I don't that's what I mean, though. Yeah, I have no clue. But that's what I'm talking yeah. about. That's what I'm saying. In the media, that's how Right, it well, is. I guess like, they clearly, yeah. well, I guess it's like. Like me, too. Like all these, all well, these movements it's are selectively like the, applied to. I guess it's like the lady who wrote that tweet who was like, I don't care if Joe Biden, you know, raped anyone like he's i'm still voting for him i guess it's still it's like that greater good like it doesn't matter like we need them to be in charge because they're they're on our side of the uh, on the plan of the planet i have no idea dude it's fucked up yeah it's like it's cult. this is why i don't like politics because it's a cult it's a cult you're right yeah. this is why i can't get into it because the sides are both but sadly up. the watchdog for us is them is participating in the cult <laughs> yes so it's, it's a major say, member of the cult it's all them it's, it's a major <laughs> member of the cult that's a problem it's true yeah anyway good show good show um long one yeah yeah oh, well crap just cut into our hockey time i know anyways main, we got time. main man flavors visit mainmanflavors.com uh great hot sauces great relishes great teriyaki sauce Again, mainmanflavors.com. We always appreciate what those guys bring to the table. Uh, and also, don't forget to find us on uh, hobsanddanks.sellmytees.com, at Havelhoff, at Chris Sedanka, at BearhawksFB. That's right. At BeStrengthPod. At Bearhawks, man. Find us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much uh, for reviewing, rating, subscribing, having a good time. Want to do some questions next week? Yeah, because we don't. This will be our last. Like, we won't have to talk about politics for a while now. That'd be awesome. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's fire it up with some listener questions. Yeah. Next week, hit us up. I hope we're having a. I hope we can hook up that special guest too. Yeah, I don't know because the special guest was mobilized to DC. <laughs> I don't know how long the threat is going to remain. I don't know how long they're going to be on Code Red <laughs> against the fucking. Like Little Rock fucking softball team. There's a man. This is what we're gonna do. A famous pincher move. You go to the left. I'm gonna go to the right. Okay. We're gonna have our spitball and we're gonna go right at him. Exactly. Roll Tide. Yeah. <laughs> you got the you got the battle flag back there. I forgot at home. God damn it. Damn it. How they gonna know who we are? <laughs> Stars and bars. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. See ya. <laughs>